you know what we should do? We should have a podcast without a title in it at first. And whoever comes up with a title, that should be it. Uh, see, I don't think that's a good idea. Because I was listening to... I forget what I was listening to, and, and people were talking about Adam Sandler and how they hate Adam Sandler movies. But the thing with the Adam Sandler movies, it was, um, who did the Iron Man? John Favreau. What John Favreau said about the Adam Sandler movies is that people know what you're getting when you go to Adam Sandler movie. You go, you get like a crappy comedy. But if you try to do something intelligent that's in between a romantic comedy and maybe action movie, people don't understand how to classify it, so people don't go to it, and, you know, it's not really successful like that. What was that movie with Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston? As soon as you say Gerard Butler, if it's not 300, I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... To, no, that's... That's to be completely... Like, I, have, I don't think I've seen anything else Gerard Butler's been in. Even that, that movie where he escapes out of prison... With Jamie Foxx. Because I can't get past the crooked talking more than anything. It's like worse than Sylvester Stallone at times. So he's a character actor. You can't really see him in another movie. No, that's that's about it for me. It's kind of like with Hugh Jackman. You can only see him as Wolverine. No, but he was good in uh, The Prestige. If you see that movie, that he, I mean, he kicks ass in that. But it's mostly because, I mean, I don't know if it's just him or if it's because of Christopher Nolan. But that movie, that movie knocked me on my ass the first time I saw it. But see, did you have trouble watching him in Les Miserables? Well, that's only because I'm not too fond of French, like the language itself, and that period of time just does nothing for me, so that's two strikes against it right there. <laughs> I don't have a vagina, that's a big one. <laughs> well, I mean, what else has he really been in that, you know, you would recognize him and you'd say, hey, that was a pretty good performance, Hugh Jackman? What else has he been in that wasn't the next men movie and those two other movies? The Prestige and Les Miserables. What else has he been in? I'm sure he has a pretty good IMDb page. Take a look at it. Yeah, but were they all Australian films? Because, I mean, how many Mad Maxes did they? <laughs> I think that's about. Was he in the movie the Australian? He was in the movie the Australian, wasn't he? Australia, you mean? Or Australia? <laughs> What's the? What did I say? The Australian. Let's see. Uh, he was known for the Prestige, X Men, <laughs> The Miserable. <laughs> the first three, right off the bat. X Men: Last Stand. <laughs> Look, he was in this movie called Movie 43. Oh, yeah! He was the guy with the dick on his neck. Have you seen that movie? I have not seen that movie. He was in Happy Feet. I've actually never seen that movie. Uh, you're not missing anything. Same thing with the Movie 43. Oh, he was, he was in both Van Helsing's. Oh, God. That's even worse. That movie, I think I put that movie out of my memory on purpose. Swordfish. He was in Swordfish. I own Swordfish. I forgot about that movie. I don't really care for Swordfish either, though. If you don't know anything about me, know that if it's not Ocean's Eleven, I don't like heist movies. The Town. The Town wasn't really a heist movie, and they ended up getting, getting caught at the end, essentially. That was The Town well, not a heist movie. It is and it isn't. He's trying to get out of it. It's it's not like the Italian job and shit like that where it's like, you know, everyone gets a thrill out of the heist. This guy's like, I had so many other opportunities. I squandered it. I fucked up. This is my life now. I met a beautiful woman. I want to get out of it. But for the most part, I can't really get up on it at all. What other kind of heist movies are there? Ocean's Eleven. There's Italian Job. Gone in 60 Seconds. I can't stand that movie. Fast and Furious. Essentially a heist movie. I wouldn't really call that a heist movie. The first one was all heist. It was just covered with the whole racing. Since then, it's gotten further and further from racing, gone further and further into heist. When they steal that fucking vault and are driving down the street. I guess that's a heist movie. I don't know, I think they're just using heist as a reason that they need fast cars. You can't really make a racing movie. I mean, how, how do you plot out a racing movie? Uh, what do you think this guy's going to do? Well, he's trying to try to get to the finish line. He's going to try to win. Talladega Nights. To me, that was a better action movie than Fast and Furious. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Wow. Fuck that. <laughs> we just lost about four <laughs> listeners. 
<laughs> All four of them. Nelson. <laughs> we are not just talking to one another. I guess we should have introduced ourselves. We're about ready to start the show. Yeah, we forgot that the microphone was even on. Alright, so so the intro. Alright, so my name is uh, Adam Flores, and this is my partner in crime. Rodney Sinio. And uh, we were thinking about calling our podcast That Just Happened, because we want to talk about stuff that actually just happened. You know, things that happened throughout life, things that happened you know to us recently, movies that we've seen, games that we played, but... Adam brought up a good point. Is there another podcast titled That Just Happened? We looked it up and there's, there's one... one one fucking episode of Two Broads Talking, which they might as well have just named it The Life of a Woman. Because in the 10 seconds that we were listening to it, all they were talking about were goddamn, I'm getting married and all this shit. And I went to church. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's this, this is what women have to have a podcast. They need an outlet to talk to their friends now. Give me a break. Anyway. We just lost four female listeners. <laughs> We are not going to have groupies as a result of this podcast. They're going to think I'm a huge asshole and they're going to see that I'm just a skinny one. We're having a hard time defining what our podcast is supposed to be. We have an easier time defining what it's not going to be. (laughs) (laughs) So we can lay out the line what we're not going to talk about. Yeah, let's let them know what we're not going to talk about. So that for the other four listeners, the last four that we got that that might still be holding on with their claws to the edge of the fucking building. No politics here. I don't want to talk about who's a better president, Bush or Obama. I don't want to talk about what Kerry's doing all over the world, what Michelle Obama's wearing this week. It has nothing to do with me. We also don't want to talk about religion. We don't want to start a holy jihad in my basement because that would really kind of suck. I just, I feel that people get real opinionated when it comes time to talk about that kind of thing and for the most part as soon as you bring up anything having to do with religion people either tune all the way up or tune all the way out and same thing with politics we are way too touchy with those two topics so we're going to go ahead and try to steer clear of that (laughs) yeah we don't want to alienate any of our listeners any of the four listeners so um (laughs) if you broads hadn't turned us off i know (laughs) for what adam said about the broads who were recording the podcast and the outlet for women more power to you oh and if they want to listen in you're more than what because if we end up stealing that name don't be mad at us but listen in you might learn how a podcast is kind of supposed to be done or maybe we'll just put you on the podcast or you can do that yeah Yeah. we just sent out an open invitation to you if you ever hear this we're gonna actually put out our twitter handles you guys can hit us up could read off some tweets during the show even there might be some negative shit like your voice sounds like shit or something like that so if ever you want to hit me up on twitter i'm at lantern 84 l-a-n-t-e-r-n the number eight the number four i'll be checking that every so often to see if people actually give a shit yeah my twitter handle is at i don't even know is is at isn't at just kind of understood when you have a who doesn't start the twitter so. address it's, with at it's like when, it's like when the ww yeah, nobody yeah, does when, ww when the internet anymore. first came out everyone they, I remember they used to do the whole HTTP colon slash, like, no, nobody needs all that anymore. Okay, so my my Twitter handle is just R's and Romeo, A's and Alpha, S's and Sierra, 12979. Jesus Christ, I feel like a Navy SEAL after listening to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted 129, but some asshole with only two tweets. It's had, not even the 129, it's the, it's the Romeo Alpha, you know, shit, that, that was kind of funny for me. Ah, Romeo's the military name. But anyways, RAS12979. RAS129 is my PlayStation name, so if you're into shooting zombies on Call of Duty or uh, the new Extinction game for Call of Duty Ghosts, hit me up. I'm a great fourth person to have. I don't know if you want to give your PlayStation name. Yeah, it's the same thing, actually. So absolutely nothing changes with me if I can help it. So So for the the last four listeners, if two of you play Call of Duty, (laughs) (laughs) we're a good pair to have. We're also... Fairly decent at Mario Kart. I, yeah, think. I don't have a user handle for that. Yeah, I think they <laughs> shut the network down for Wii Mario Kart anyway. 
But when Mario Kart 8 comes out, I'll be buying that. I'll get some extra controllers, and we'll throw it out. Yeah, if those two other girls come up from the podcast, you know, I'd be more than happy to challenge them to a game. I don't know how my wife's going to feel about that, but, you know, it depends what they look like. <laughs> On the random chance <laughs> that they just happen to play Mario Kart. Who doesn't play, like, I know maybe two people that if I were to just bring them over and be like, hey, you want to play Mario Kart? I think only two of them would ever be like, nah, I'm good. Like, who doesn't have fun Nelson, playing Mario Kart? Nelson does not like Mario Kart. Yeah, my, my brother Nelson doesn't like it. You'll, you'll hear from him soon enough. He's a, a handful sometimes. His wife Liz does not like Mario Kart. She doesn't like Mario Kart? Does I didn't know like she Mario didn't like Kart. Mario Kart. No. Alright, so there's the two. Well, fuck me. Now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. Caesar, I know, doesn't really care for video games, but it, I mean, I could force his hand into that. That doesn't matter. I don't think Frankie likes Mario Kart. I think Frankie doesn't... It, there aren't enough trophies in the game for him to give a shit. <laughs> Our friend Frankie, he's a trophy whore. Yeah. He's, he's just all about the PlayStation trophies. We constantly see him on Facebook. Yeah, I just want a trophy. Just doing a random stuff. Like, I want a trophy for playing 20 hours straight. Yeah, I would rather not be that guy. I could. I'm sure I could. Like, I, we have the Lego Marvel game, and I was trying to burn through all the trophies on that, but fuck me, it takes forever. By the time you're done getting all the trophies, you're just like, great, now what do I do? I've flipped this game as literally as far as I can. Do I even keep it at that point, or do I get rid of the shit? I feel like a lot of those statistics, they kind of depress me. Like, I, I look at my stats for Grand Theft Auto, and I'm pretty proud of the fact that, you know, I could, what... I probably sold or pimped like 40 hookers and stole like, you know, 100 cars. But then I look at things like... How many times you, you died? Yeah, well, how many times I died. But what depresses me the most is I look at the hours spent I've played the video game. And it's like, really? I wasted a whole week of my life playing Grand Theft Auto. Worth it. Like, I probably could have accomplished, you know, I mean, what kind of classes could I have taken? I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's not even like a week, like a week isn't a work week, as in 40 hours. Like it's a week, 24 hour days. It's literally spent, if you pile them together, and this is what the game's telling you, I spent seven days, 24 hours a day playing, I could literally spend seven days of 24 hours playing Grand Theft Auto. And that's kind of depressing. But I mean, you could, if you had a timer like that for anything in your life, imagine how much time you spend on the actual toilet. By the time you're done with life, you probably would have spent a quarter of that on the toilet. And you're just like, ah, so much time wasted fucking taking a shit. I could have used that time much more much more wisely. But that's actually a biological necessity. I do not need to be sitting in front of a TV it playing. It depends who you're talking to. There's some guys that they feel that way about it. Uh, going back to Call of Duty, I don't think I'm going to buy any more of those. Just because there's so many times I could be called a faggot in one game that drives me crazy. Like, to, to be an online player, you have to be kind of thick-skinned, which I used to be, but now it's just like, eh, it's, it's not worth it. I, by the time I get the game, which, even if it's a week late, people have prestiged four times over, and I'm already so far behind that it's just like, I've died 87 times in a game, and, you know, I got seven kills. But that's only because, by this point, everyone else has me outclassed in weaponry and all that. So then it just turns into a pain in the ass in that respect. So a lot of the action games, Uncharted and the Tomb Raider game that I got, those are starting to be my more focal point. And Super Smash Brothers or the Brawl, it's the new pickup that I got, even though it's an old-ass game. But it's something for the family. You know, we can whoop one another's ass and let the frustration out. See, that's your problem when you're playing multiplayer, and that's why I exclusively play zombies now. Unless I specifically get invited to multiplayer by, like, one of my clans or one of the clans I frequently play with. Is that I'm just, I'm tired of getting sworn at by like eight year old boys who, you know, have the ridiculous stats and are constantly throwing off nukes. And the stats part of it, I don't know. 
I like to think for my progress, it, it helps me, and I like to see them and, you know, kind of challenge myself. But, yeah, you look at the stats, and they are depressing. And I'm secretly judging people on their other stats. <laughs> you ever notice how... Oh, of course. When you go into a room, and you check out people's stats, and like, wow, that guy sucks. I'm so much better than him. But everybody whose stats are better than yours, you're like, oh, that guy must be a fucking loser playing, like, all the time. There's no <laughs> way he could have gotten that high of stats without putting the hours in. Uh, I think it's just, you know, a yardstick comparison for everybody you're playing with in the room, and it's just it's not productive. It don't feel like it's, you know, makes people feel better about themselves or... But how awesome would it be if you could... If you had those stats on anybody that just walked by. Like, look at this fucking asshole. He, he's dated, you know, X amount of girls and he's been dumped this many times. Like, just to know shit about people just from looking at them. Like, hey, what's your name? Hold on, let me check your stats real quick. No, I don't want to be your friend. It's not worth it. That would be so amazing, though. You could, I mean, that would be the perfect time to pick and choose. Imagine how happy women would finally be. They could look at a guy, side swipe, see what the hell he's all about and just be like, mm, not the guy for me. You know, he could be lying all he wants. I have all the stats right here. <laughs> if you had, like, a Facebook permanent score, permanent dating scorecard. <laughs> How oh many illegitimate children do you have? That, that's something that Bill Gates needs to start working on right now. You know he's going to be a trillionaire? They're saying by 2039, he, if his growth keeps going in the direction that it's going in, he will be an actual trillionaire. Wow. What do you do with a trillion dollars? I don't know. At, at that point, you can say, I'm just going to throw a billion dollars at something. That's ridiculous. Like, I can't even fathom that kind of shit. Does Bill Gates donate to any charities or anything? You never hear about, like, a Microsoft charity event or... I'm sure he does something. Yeah. Well, Steve Jobs does absolutely nothing. Just one more reason why I hate Apple. Of course he didn't do anything. He's dead now. He's, he's not doing shit anymore. No, but I mean, Steve Jobs' big thing was, like, I don't donate to charity. I don't give out to charitable organizations. Yeah, I just... I keep all of my money. Not even as a tax write-off. It's not even worth it to him because he didn't feel like, well, are we, get, are we crossing into the political... <laughs> no, he's donating less now, so... <laughs> what an asshole he's really become. He's not even thinking about it at this point. He might have thought about it before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if I was a trillionaire, I'd be like, uh, Alzheimer's, yeah, you could have a, a cool million. Have fun with that, you know. Cancer, here's another million. I'll see you later. You gotta wonder how bad you're hit up by charitable organizations at that point, though. Because if you have money, like, people go up to you and they know you have money. You know, what kind of target you are for charitable organizations or even fake charitable organizations or... But you know. when you have a trillion dollars, who gives a fuck? With a trillion dollars, I'd be like, what's the organization's name? Doesn't matter. Here's, here's $500. Get out of my face. You want a giant check? I'll have somebody fly in a giant check for you right now. How much does it cost for a helicopter? I'll buy one of those, too. You could be like Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight, where the chicks jump in the, in the little fountain thing and he's like i just bought this hotel or restaurant that right there i was just like awesome that was awesome not even really that big of a batman fan but fuck. You know, i think that's one of my things to do on my bucket list i would love to walk into a car dealership and just walk in like hey i'll take one of those in blue wrapped up one up for me and send one of these to my mom just walk in the car dealership and just spend money like that suitcase full of cash or charge it on my credit card yeah i, I did that with my neon <laughs> i walked in i'm like uh here's seven grand I'll take the gold one that you got right there. In 1990... No, actually, uh, it was 2003. Oh, so it's still 11 years ago. Yeah, but still. You know how... And <laughs> it's $7,000, and, and you feel like like you should walk in with a steel briefcase, you know, handcuffed to your wrist. It was in a fucking regular envelope. I could have just been sending that money into a bill collector. It was so stupid. It was just... And was it in fives or hundred dollar bills? Or? <laughs> it was all hundreds, thankfully, because I would have felt really stupid like the guy having to thumb through a bunch of singles like 
Probably thought I was a stripper on the side or some shit. But yeah, that was, that was a proud moment for me. You know, I didn't have to worry about car payments for the first time. Because so, that's a nice little uh, bill to shrug off yourself, let me tell you that. So getting back to video games and Call of Duty and that, <coughs> we, we literally just went back to this new store called uh, Play and Trade. And we currently don't have any sponsors or not look... Well, we're looking... Certainly we're looking for sponsors. So anybody wants to sponsor us, <laughs> you can find me at uh, my Twitter at... R-A-S-12979 or Lantern84 at Lantern84 I don't know if I'm still unclear as to whether or not we're doing the at, at or not so I'm just going to at Lantern84 Twitter.com so if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast we can guarantee four people will hear your ad but we really like to mention Play and Trade because we had a decent experience at Play and Trade we were looking for Smash Brothers for the Wii We've been playing a lot of Mario Kart lately, and Nana mentioned that he wanted to get into Smash Brothers. And just kind of an interesting conversation came up as we went to play and trade, because Adam, actually, this is his first used video game. Now, I'm, I'm more of a used video game, you want to say expert or connoisseur, but I'm more into buying used video games because... He's an aficionado. I hate, literally hate, a lot of video games. There are very, very few video games that I like. There are very, very few, there are even fewer video games that I'll tolerate, and there are even less video games that I play. I'll play Grand Theft Auto, I'll play Call of Duty, but specifically the zombie mode. You know, I'll play Mortal Kombat, um, 2 to 2 fighting games, uh, Mario Kart, and that's about it. Not into Halo, I'm not into World of Warcraft, any of those uh, role-playing games. Just I'm just not into them. Don't have a taste for them, just don't find them interesting. I can't Also, say hold on. Let, let us put it out there that he and I both are married with children. So anybody that's like, oh my god, he doesn't like World of Warcraft. Or some shit like that. You can go fuck yourselves. Because if anybody that's out there knows what it's like to really have to help raise a kid. Have to help like it's, you know, a chore. Uh, you you understand that the shit's not easy. And your time consumption is unreal. So if you have a full-time job. And you're married. And you have a kid. You have no time to just sit on your ass to play video games. Now don't get me wrong. I love my son. Absolutely love my son. I'm sure Adam loves his daughter. Yeah, she's all right. Um, we've got uh, one more kid each, respectively, uh, on the way. But sometimes I look at my, or I look back on my, at my past, or even some of my single friends who aren't married and don't have kids, and I just think to myself, you just have all the time in the world to do whatever it is that you want. Like you could jump on a plane and go to Japan, you know, on like a cheap Southwest flight. I don't even Southwest flies to Japan, <laughs> but find find a cheap flight to Japan and just spend a week in Japan, and nobody would care. God. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's when you think back on that kind of shit, it's almost like a kick in the nuts. Like, fuck, I wasted so much time. Like, I could have gone to like an art museum and just walked around and appreciated that instead of, hey, I could sleep in an extra two hours today before I have to go into work. When I used to work security, I used to get up at 1 o'clock. I wouldn't start work until 6 p.m. It was like, I'm just going to lay in bed the whole time. We, I mean, we've literally had weekends with our now wives, who were our then girlfriends, with uh, Nelson and his wife, who was his then girlfriend. Where we sat around all weekend, and we called it Lazy Weekend, yep. and we would have themes. We're really into movies. We would have themes for the weekend where we'd sit and watch horror movies. Well, we still do Halloween, but I think we did one weekend where we did all six Star Wars movies. Yep. And you know, we were trying to do other themes like epic movies, wedding movies. We never really got around to it, but literally sitting around all weekend watching TV, watching movies, just laying around the couch and... Not really doing much. I mean, 
To be honest, the, the Hall- every year we do a Halloween sleepover thing where it's usually we pick somebody's house and we end up uh, we end up just watching horror movies all night. And each couple picks a different movie. There's now four couples. We would each pick a different horror movie and, you know, we'd watch the whole thing, take a little break, you know, get some soda popcorn, chill out for a little bit, and then move on to the next one. Those weekends every year for Halloween is literally my favorite time of year. More than Christmas, more than my birthday... More than anything, that's the one thing I... Because I love, love, love horror movies. So far, I think I have the longest rank of picking the scariest movies that we watch each Halloween. Except Frankie. I think Frankie picked... What was it? Quarantine? No, Wreck 2 was a surprise. That's what it was. Wreck 2. I don't think either one of us thought that it was... Or any of us at that time. I don't think any of us thought that that shit was going to be as... It wasn't even a scary thing. It was just a really good... Movie and it was well written, popped right off from the second one. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, that was the reason why I liked Insidious so much. Well, I don't know if you could call that a sequel so much as a. Um, I mean, it's not even a prequel because it happened at the same time as Wreck or a quarantine, as they call it in the United States. Everywhere else in the world, at least in Mexico, they call it Wreck. But getting back to what just happened over at Play and Trade <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> to go <laughs> I just found it so interesting that Adam has never bought a used video game. I found that fascinating. I'm all about buying the used video games. Even nowadays, you buy a video game at 60 bucks, And that's mm-hmm. not a ton of money, but it's a lot of money to me. I mean, I could fill my gas tank on 60 bucks, So I kind of you know do a double take before I actually know what the game is. I, I refuse to buy a game without playing it first or knowing what it is, having played it at a friend's house. And even though, even still, if I'm buying Madden... If I can wait out the season and I'm I'm not desperate to use the actual roster of this season, which, you know, I don't really know because I don't know how people are going to perform, how they're going to change. I'd rather play a game with stats based on last season. So if I can wait a season to buy the next Madden, you know, I can save 30 bucks off of that original 60 that I would have paid if I had to have it when it absolutely came out. Now, granted, there are certain games that I will buy when they come out right away. It's like Grand Theft Auto, I'll buy right away. Probably the next game I'll buy right away is uh, The Last of Us remade for PS4. Hell yeah. I mean, Adam's bought all his games new. Um, uh, hold on. New, but some were also greatest hits. So I don't want people thinking that I'm just throwing around $60 all the time. There are times where I waited until the games dropped in price, at least. All right, go ahead. Yeah, you are a big waiter. <laughs> you, you will, for sequels, you never buy sequel movies. You always wait for the box set. Which can be frustrating at times. Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes... What, what's the box set that we were talking about that you were going to wait out, but then they're going to add movies? Is it DC? Like, probably the DC box set where the, they do... The or no, DC. Superman. The yeah, Superman that, box set. That and X-Men we were talking about. And X-Men. Because I, I own X-Men The Last Stand, and probably the worst of the series, if you don't count X-Men Wolverine Origins. Because that was fucking god-awful. But with the X-Men, once Last Stand, or, well, excuse me, First Class, once First Class came out, I was like, alright, now, I don't know if I should buy the previous X-Men as a box set, or if they're going to come out with a full one, including X-Men First Class. Which now they just came out with. But within a few weeks, it's supposed to be Days of Future Past is supposed to come out, and then they're already talking about X-Men Apocalypse is going to be after that. So now I have to wait a good four years before I can buy the full box set. Meanwhile, I won't be really watching these movies unless I borrow them from somebody else. Same goes for uh, all the DC movies like The Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and now newly announced Justice League movie. It's a pain in the ass to do, but uh, I just bought my first used game. 
which was a Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which I'm actually really excited. I've never played it. Never played the previous ones. And uh, just really excited to see just Mario fighting the shit up. So actually, I'm more of a Luigi fan. So I'm excited to see him in the game at all. I think it's kind of funny in our Honest Trailer, Mario Kart, where they talk about Nintendo milking the crap out of Mario doing everything from playing tennis, being in the space, fighting donkeys, racing go-karts, doing basically everything but plumbing. <laughs> every possible profession but i'm, I'm gonna take a step back and i'm gonna jump back and defend that wolverine origins movie because in all fairness origin movies as a general rule have to suck but you have to sit through your origin movies because the people who watch the actual movies well they're gonna be lost like you have to sit down and explain to people maybe not everybody's read the book and actually the wolverine origin story is fairly new and nobody's ever tackled it on film so i'm gonna have to defend that movie a little bit it has nothing to do with the the subject man. The subject was fine. The writing wasn't that bad. I'm talking about the movie, the cinematography, the direction of the movie, the the CGI. That's what sucked. Well, I really like that uh, Wolverine Sabretooth montage where they're fighting wars to wars. That, that's about as good as it gets. That and actually, that I didn't mind the way that they did Deadpool. To be honest, I'm a real big Ryan Reynolds fan, and I'll even defend Green Lantern before I defend Wolverine Origins. Yet another origin story. Yet another origin story, which is actually based off of Green Lantern's Secret Origin, which uh, was a great storyline from, I think, 2008, 2006. But yeah, so tell them about when we went to go pick up dog food. That was a fun little thing. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Play and Trade. I don't know, I'd, I'd like to mention Play and Trade. If you're interested in advertising, hit me up at RAS12979. We'd appreciate the uh, sponsorship. <laughs> Or Lantern84, or at Lantern84, if you want to throw the at sign for all the Twitter fans. And this isn't for us to get money, by the way. This is for us to have better equipment and stuff like that. It's not going to be like, hey, you know, we need sponsors because we want to get motherfucking paid. No, we both have jobs. We know this shit isn't going to be supporting us. This is this for you guys. This is for the listeners. But if you want to give us some money, <laughs> free. I'm not going to turn it down at RAS12979. Put put seven grand in an envelope and send it send it to me. Or you know what? Be fancy. Put it in a steel briefcase since I never seem to get it that way. So we can buy another uh, two thousand three Dodge Neon. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably get seven of them for, for seven thousand dollars. Right about in this day and age in the economy. Although the Dodge Dart seems real appealing. It seems like a really nice car. It's weird seeing my Neon now. Like, cause it's not my car. It's I've I've recently given that car to my uh, excuse me one of my one of my sister in laws. That car got beat up a few times, not battered or anything from the outside. It was still from the outside, especially in really really good condition. It's got like one cigarette burn in in the seat. I don't even think I was driving that fucking day, which I hope not, or else you know that means that I'd have a cigarette burn on my ass somewhere. But yeah, like it's weird driving up and seeing that car. Like, and one day I even drove it because she had a flat, so I was like, let me drive it, you know, somewhere. Cause she was freaking out, and just sitting down, I was like, Jesus Christ, I this used to be my car. I feel like this is a foreign land to me. It's like going to your parents' house after you've moved out for a long time. It's home, but it isn't. Like you know where to find shit. <laughs> kind of like. Hooking up with that ex-girlfriend that you probably shouldn't know. Yeah. Right? Just like, Christ, I I did what with you? <laughs> Was your breath always that bad? You know, you start noticing a little shit that after you broke up, when you try to convince yourself that it was the right idea, you start running through like, oh, she had shitty hair and stuff like that. Yeah, so speaking of play and trade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was presently surprised with the selection of video games that they had. 
Um, especially being, you know, I've bought plenty of used video games, especially Madden games, and I'll usually go to GameStop, even though I feel like GameStop's kind of a rip-off, right? They're selling used games, turning around and selling them for $5 less than what the new game would be. Unless GameStop wants to sponsor us. Unless GameStop wants to sponsor us. <laughs> Find me, RAS12979, or Lantern84. Find our Twitters, we'll be happily taking steel suitcases full of money so we can buy more Dodge Neons. <laughs> yeah, in comparison, play and trade to GameStop. GameStop really doesn't support systems or games that are more than two generations old. For example, the current, I think the in- current incarnation for the Nintendo Game Boy or whatever you call it, want to call it, the DS or the 3DS. So the, the generation prior to that is the regular DS. And I guess the generation prior to that would be the Game Boy Advance. So that's where GameStop draws a line. They're not going to sell a Game Boy Advance. You're not going to find a Game Boy there. But at Play and Trade, you can find the original 8-bit Nintendo. I think I saw a Sega Saturn on the shelf. Hmm. Um, They have a top-loading all-in-one game system that plays not only Super Nintendo games, but also Genesis games and the original Nintendo games, which are really cool. You can find a bunch of old stuff. I saw Nintendo 64 cartridges. I saw Super Nintendo cartridges. They pretty much had it all, everything but the Nintoaster, which we can't seem to find in stores. So if you make Nintoasters and want to sponsor our podcast, <laughs> you don't even have to send us a steel suitcase full of money. Right, you can just, just send, send us a Nintoaster. Nintoaster. Yeah, please. that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. I'll work for a Nintoaster. Right, but a working one would be nice. Not, don't just send us one. <laughs> that'd be some bullshit. Yeah, the play and trade, really good experience. Adam got his first used video game. I just kind of find it eye-opening that you know went this long as a, a video game player. And that it hadn't, having never bought used video game from GameStop or Electronics Boutique or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I had a weird thing about it. But like I said before, I have a kid now, so if I'm going to be buying video games, the $60 ones are going to be a little hard to come by. Well, I think I'm going to be buying more used video games because I, I don't know that I want to start my son out right away on, I don't know, what's it, this, the PlayStation 5 it'll probably be by the time he's old enough to play. No, I, that's why I busted out the Nintendo. My daughter's going to get the learning curve that I did. She's going to start with the Nintendo, because I didn't have an Atari, but she's going to start out with the Nintendo and she's going to work her ass up from there, if I have a say in the matter. Same thing with cartoons. Cartoons in the 80s, I'm 30 years old, so I'm not, I'm no dinosaur, but looking at what kids are like nowadays, I mean, fuck, it's killing me. But we're going to start with 80s cartoons like Silverhawks, Thundercats, He-Man, She-Ra. She's going to watch those first and move up in a progression. She could even do Scooby-Doo, but she's not going to jump right into... I don't even... What the hell do kids... Do kids even watch cartoons nowadays? I feel like everything's instantly YouTube, just right off the bat. YouTube and Netflix. Yeah, or whatever shows up on the DVR. I don't think it even really matters. I think we, we watch a lot of the Baby Channel because my son's a year and a half and his daughter's just turned a year old. And we watch a lot of Baby Channel. And today's kids programming seems to account for the fact that people nowadays have a very short attention span because the shows there don't even last five minutes to do a clip they'll do the lesson sing the song and then it's another five minute show so it's, it's yeah just... when we were kids there were no options now you have about six channels that have something to do with child learning and programming Back, it was channel 11 when i was growing up that's it wttw no just sesame street all day mr rogers zoobly zoo if you got lucky and that's the other thing back in the day you used to have to wait for the cartoons to come on power rangers was only on certain days if i want to introduce this kind of shit to her now i'm gonna have to do it the same way like you could watch one episode 
this week. You know how much that's going to suck? I'm going to put the DVD in and just be like, no, you can't watch the whole thing. One episode. You're going to have to wait to see what happens next week. There might not even be a DVD at that point. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah, if you wanted to watch something, you had to. It was Saturday morning and you had to get up. Now, if I don't get up to watch my program, well, the hell with it. It's on my DVR and I'll just watch it at my leisure. So I feel like when I was younger, I was more on top of this came on at this time. We actually read the TV guide as opposed to using the guide on the DVR. TV guide, fuck me. If you had, if you were lucky enough to have a VCR, and it was in a day and age where you can actually program a VCR, you would set to record on the same ratty ass tape over and over again. So the picture quality was horrible on your, you know, your 15 inch Sony Trinitron. <laughs> With knobs on them. With knobs on them. Kids don't even fucking understand knobs, the fucking, the, the antenna that you had to adjust. It's mind-blowing the shit that kids, that my daughter and my soon-to-be son will never know. A cassette player. They will never know. A CD player, like a Walkman. They will never know the struggles you had to deal with holding that shit upright flat. They'll never know. If you wanted to record a song, you couldn't just go download it. You had to wait for Z95 to put it on the radio and then have a corresponding radio sit across from it in enough blank room on, on your cassette recorder to hit play and record at the same time to get the actual song. They'll actually never know that. But getting back to video games, it perplexes me. I'm 34 years old and I'm in the IT field and I work with plenty of kids who, and I shouldn't get to say kids because they're in their, their low to mid 20s. They're of age. <laughs> Legal drinking age. Le- legal to be sent off to war and buy beer and what have you. Not legal enough to run for president, because I'm actually not even legally old enough to run for president. But We're not talking about politics. Oh, right. We're not talking about politics. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it perplexes me that kids that are in the workforce these days, they started out with the Nintendo 64. I mean, the Nintendo 64, if I had that when I was eight years old, that would have blown my mind. I actually had one of the original Odysseys and Atari games where it wasn't a game console, it was actually a keyboard that had a slot that you could plug a game into, and it took half an hour to load for, like, square graphics that were supposed to represent a car. Like the Commodore 64 and shit like, like that. the Commodore 64. And, you know, I was so poor, we didn't even have Pac-Man, we had Munchers. It was like the Pac-Man knockoff, where the graphics weren't half as good. Um, and they weren't ghosts, they were just blocks with eyes. Uh, poor bastard. Yeah, I, I just kind of wonder, when my son's old enough to play video games, if playing video games is still a thing for him. I mean, who knows? We hang out with um, our nephews, and their whole thing is they have this fascination with rubber bands. They'll just sit there and make rubber band bracelets, necklaces, <laughs> sleeves, t-shirts. And, and these are kids who are like 12 years old. I think when I was 12 years old, I remember being into cassette recorders, music, to an extent comic books. But never into arts and crafts. Arts and crafts for me, I was over by the time I got to first grade. Or maybe even like yeah, second, I third mean, grade. Kids nowadays, the lines are blurred as to what's socially acceptable. Like, a co-worker of mine, his son just joined gymnastics. Now, his son, it was his idea. He, now, he's a wrestler. He, he wrestles in high school. And he's like, you know what? I really want to take up gymnastics as well. Now, I'm not knocking him. I mean, Walter Payton used to take ballet and dance classes. You know, it helped him a lot. So, like, I can't talk a lot of shit, but I remember growing up and it was like, boys didn't do certain things. So, it's funny to see boys making rubber band jewelry. And it's not tonight. I love those kids. Those boys are energetic. I'm going to use that word. And if their mother's listening, yeah, 
I'm saying it. But it's funny because it's, when I was growing up, if you saw a bunch of kids with rubber bands, they'd be like, uh, no, fuck that. Here's a laser tag gun. Go shoot somebody. But now you're proud of them for having the arts and crafts skills, which in Boy Scouts, it happens. They get to that point. You know, I'm sure they could start a fire. I can't do that shit. I'm 30 years old. I, I couldn't start a fire if you fucking paid me to without a box of matches. A box of matches. There's something else that kids don't fucking understand. The pains and struggles of matches. <laughs> now you have Febreze in the bathroom where you don't have to worry about box of <laughs> You have potpourri. Not even potpourri anymore. It's no, like it's like canned potpourri or a plug-in glade. It's not even a candle anymore. It's a glade plug-in for breeze. But yeah, I mean, that's the generational line between boys and girls seems very, very askew from what we were raised as. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of Batman the Animated Series to a lot of an extent that was the Batman I grew up with. Now, a lot of people can point to the 66 Batman. I did see the reruns as a kid, but growing up, you know, I was introduced to a darker Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman. Fuck yeah. um, so really, I grew up with Kevin Conroy, and one of the big, big stars on that show was was it Tara Strong, who does the voice of Batgirl. She also does a lot of the voices of a lot of popular cartoons, or at least popular cartoons. Maybe to an extent when I was already an adult, you know, like the Powerpuff Girls. But one of her current projects, or one of her most recent projects, is My Little Pony. And I guess My Little Pony, I was listening to. Fat Man on Batman, I think it's episode number five where he has Tara Strong on. And Kevin, if you're listening and you want to support and sponsor our <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> find me at RAS12979 or find Adam at Lantern84. We'd love for you to be on our podcast someday, kind of an inspiration for us doing the podcast. I'd love to be on Fat Man on Batman, discuss how I named my son Jason after the Red Hood. It's another story for another day, but getting back to Tara Strong, she does the voice on a cartoon called My Little Pony. Now, I've never seen this show. I've heard about, talked about on the Fat Man and Batman episode. I guess there's a huge following for My Little Pony. I think I met yep. Tara Strong at a Comic-Con, or it might have been a C2E2. I stood in line for her for a very long time. I wanted her... Actually, I just wanted her photograph. Autographs don't really mean much to me, because I don't really like to frame or post things in my house, because it's just one more thing to clean and one more thing on the wall. I'm just not into that. But most of the people who were in line there were with My Little Pony stuff, guys and girls. And I guess the, even the guys who follow this show are called bronies. I've never even heard of that before. But, I mean, I guess My Little Pony has a huge guy following. I mean, when I was a little kid... Yeah, that was a no-go. Yeah. <laughs> Girls were into My Little Pony. Guys had G.I. Joe. Girls had Barbies. Guys had Transformers. Or, if you were really poor, GoBots. But, I mean, that was a line, and it wasn't crossed. Or, if it was crossed, you were ridiculed for it. But now there's just a very, very vague blurred line about roles and masculinity and femininity which good for them i mean we can't it's not like we could be like no boys gotta go back to fucking playing with action figures not dolls we can't say that either because i mean if, if it makes some better people in the long run fine but we just find it to be a foreign concept given the day and age that we were, yeah. we were raised in culture exactly. we were brought up in yeah my, my dad would have smacked the doll out of my fucking hand back in the day not that I wanted to play with dolls. I mean, fuck, I, there there were some pretty cool dolls out there. I'm not going to lie. But for the most part, like, if, if I wasn't playing with a superhero action figure, my dad would be freaking out. I'm a real big comic book guy. So when I was 12, all I did all day was, if I wasn't in the backyard playing action figures, pretending that the grass was lava and shit like that. Because you had to use so much your imagination. You see kids running around nowadays with their parents' cell phone. 
watching YouTube or playing mobile games the whole time. That shit's weird. Just to have it readily available, video games on demand, game. whenever you want, all the fucking time, when it, wherever you wanted it to be. You would go to your grandparents' house, and sometimes it would be a boring fucking day, and you'd have to sit there and watch novellas and shit like that, Spanish soap operas. Nowadays, kids are just like, "Mom, can I have your phone? I'm gonna go in the other room and just play on the phone the whole day." And that's a boring day to them. When to us, it's just like, you know what I would have given to be like, can I just take the Nintendo with me to <laughs> mom and papa's house because I can't do it. Now, you actually can now. You can get an emulator for yeah, an Android phone. You can have every possible Nintendo game. I even have this thing in my van that I do um, when I'm on break at work or when I'm on lunch and I have nowhere to go. Uh, I have. You can buy a USB controller with an OTA cable, plug it into your phone, and you have a Bluetooth PlayStation 3 controller for your phone that you can play every Nintendo game on. It, it's crazy that, to think that you can do that. And just... Just the fact that you can watch anything you want on demand, anything you're interested in, anything that kind of sparks your interest, you just put on demand. I remember, I distinctly remember uh, being about 11, 10 years old. My dad was always trying to get me out of the house, especially on Saturday mornings. He hated the fact that I watched cartoons on Saturday mornings. But in retrospect, my dad, God rest his soul, he had the best intentions in mind. But in retrospect, if you think about it, Saturday mornings or, you know, after school were really the only times where we would watch cartoons because it's the only times they were on. Yep. And I distinctly remember it was in autumn. I was watching X-Men, the Fox animated show. I think this was even before Batman, the animated series. It's so uh, awesome. Very, very... I, I seem to remember really good writing for that show. Not so much the drawing and animation, but really good writing. Unlike other cartoons that I had seen, where they're very campy, they're very, you know, happy ending all the time. G.I. Joe always had a lesson at the end of the show. X-Men was a little darker to an extent, where people actually died. There were love stories within the cartoon. And I remember, it was one of the episodes, it was the episode where Morph came back. And if, you, if you're familiar with the cartoon, Morph died very early on. I think it was even the first or second episode. Where he died. Yeah, where he's all like, Beast, fall back! Yeah, that was, that was the shit. Yeah. That, that was the first episode, and it continued into the second one where he ended up dying. Yeah. Or quote-unquote dying. So it was this one episode where somehow Morph decided to come back, and my dad's like, get out of the house, I need help raking the leaves. And I'm just thinking to myself, I have no idea if this cartoon's going to make it. I mean, I hope it's going to make it because it's a really good cartoon. But I mean, reruns for cartoons at that time were just unheard of unless it was Tom and Jerry. And I couldn't explain to my dad that I need to finish this episode before I help you rake the leaves. And I'll be happy to run outside and rake the leaves with you. But I just really need to finish this episode because it's not going to come on or I might not ever see it. But, I mean, kids nowadays, let's say they even, they forget to DVR it. You know, they didn't know it happened. Let's say YouTube doesn't even post it on their videos because of copyright laws. You can still go to Netflix. You can still go to just about any other website and find whatever it is, whatever cartoon you missed, whatever people were talking about. Shit, that X-Men cartoon is on there. <laughs> yeah, the X-Men. You, you could have you gone out and raked those leaves now. Yeah, you see? in retrospect, I probably should have went, <laughs> helped my dad and rake the leaves, and maybe learned something more about repairing cars. My dad was always into repairing cars. He wasn't a very great mechanic, but he at least knew the basics, changing oil, filters, brakes, and everything. Yeah, I probably should have spent more time, but I mean, I didn't know... That there'd be a Netflix or internet <laughs> or anything like that. Internet back then was Encyclopedia Britannica, and you had to look it up and hope that they had more than a paragraph on whatever it is that you looked up. Dewey Decimal System. There's something right fucking there. You know what? how fucking shitty it was to follow the Dewey Decimal System? That was some of the worst memories of my life where, oh Christ, I need to go do a report. Let me go to a Dewey Decimal System. 
It took you like 20 minutes to find a book that nowadays, if it takes you longer than 20 seconds to upload a page because of the goddamn buffering, you lose your shit because everyone's so goddamn spoiled nowadays. I mean, shit, it happened to me earlier. I'm waiting for YouTube to load. I'm like, God damn it, just play. I want to see people falling down the fucking stairs. You think I'm trying to take life seriously? Yeah, you talk about first world problems. We get so mad <laughs> when some of the easiest convenience just goes awry. Like, we're trying to send a text message. And, uh, you know, we're waiting. Come on, send. The thing has to go to space. <laughs> we're, like, literally complaining about it. I remember the days where it's like you would call your friend up. You'd call them up on the phone and hope that they were home. And if not, you'd have to talk to their parents. And then it was kind of awkward. And it's like, hey, can you have him give me a call when he gets home or whatever? Now we can literally get a hold of anybody we want at oh any time we want. Everybody has a cell phone. Anytime I would call a girl, because it was a house phone. So, of course, you'd have to let somebody know. I'm going to use the phone for a little while. Because you, you want to make sure that nobody jumps on the fucking phone. Because that's some of the most awkward fucking conversations you'll ever get. Because you'll be on the phone, you'll be in the middle of a nice conversation, then all you hear is, dude, 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 dude. And they would, of course, dial the entire fucking number before they're just like, hello? And like, mom, I'm on the phone. Can you give me like 10 more minutes? I gotta call your grandmother. Your dad's shingles are acting up, and I just wanna know what she used to do for my dad. It's like, Christ, I got a girl on the phone. She thought I lived by myself, even though I'm 14. Anyway, <laughs> when it came to that, it was like, anytime I would use the phone, I would let my parents know, and then I would say, just leave the phone alone, I gotta use it for a little bit, and my dad would be basically in the same room following me around to see who I was calling, because my dad is that nosy guy sometimes, and I mean, with the best intentions, he wanted to make sure I wasn't calling a 900 number, and you know, anytime I call for a girl, I couldn't just say, hello, Mr. So-and-so is, what's her name there, I'd have to say, hello, Mr. So-and-so, how are you, how's the family, How's work? How are things? And then I could proceed with it. Otherwise, my father would grab the phone, talk to the person, hand me the phone, and then I'd have to start all over again. So, that's something that my daughter will never have to fucking deal with. Not that she'll love her talking to any guys, because, uh, fuck that. <laughs> I got a gun. I'm not messing with that. Well, even still, I mean, remember the technology that advanced? You remember... You had call waiting? Call waiting? You mean you could call somebody and they'll know that you're calling even though that they're on the phone and already talking to somebody else? And then when caller ID came out, it was caller just ID, holy mind fuck. blown. Wow. I think my first caller ID unit, somebody tried prank calling us. So we picked up the number right and we were like, ha, we have that number. So they prank called them. We could prank called them back. But they must have had caller ID too because they prank called us back and they knew that we were calling them. So, I mean, this went on for months, and then, you know, my mom eventually got pissed to find out who was calling because, you know, they were prank calling my mom even, and it just turned kind of awry. And then Star 69 came out, and then Star 67, Star 67. came out. Star 67 was the greatest fucking thing for people to be just the largest assholes ever. Just like, no, I'm going to call this chick. No, she dumped me. I'm going to Star 67 her ass so she can't call me back. Like, that was like the, the eternal go fuck yourself. Because... Star 67 spread even faster than Star 69 because people just wanted to just make sure that people couldn't call them back. It was the funniest shit. And you'll never have to deal with that ever again. It's the Snapchat of the 80s. <laughs> no, it was later than that. That must have been late, mid to late 90s. The Snapchat of the 90s. Star 67. Wow. All right, on that note, we're just about at our end of time and my phone's just about out of battery. I really hope that we get to use uh, the That Just Happened 
podcast name. We might need to have a few under our belt. Hopefully those girls won't even pay attention and sue us. Unless we get sponsorships, so if you're interested in sponsorships, yeah. we're not going to be making any money. Again, I'm at RAS12979, Adams at Lantern84 on Twitter. We'd really appreciate some feedback. Any topics you'd think uh, would be great for us to discuss. Any suggestions you have for the show name would be great. I really like that just happened because it's a good sign-off. We can be like, I'm Rodney and this is Adam, and that just happened. And my battery died and that just happened. But we'll come up with a podcast name soon enough. It'll probably be, have to be something pretty original or pretty out there or maybe something that only means something to us. So that way there's kind of guarantees that nobody used it. We're not doing any copyright infringement. Yeah, stay tuned for, you know, this is only the first episode, so we're planning on having some different guests of different genres comedy music stuff like that nobody fucking famous yet but you know just some some of our personal friends that happen to be in different walks of life and you know they'll shed some of their life nothing too serious because fuck that we're not those kinds of guys but uh yeah so we got more to come this is only episode number one and uh i hope the four listeners just keep in touch (laughs) you know probably liz and nelson yeah and uh maybe your aunt yeah, Frankie. Yeah, and Frankie. What up, Frankie? Get the trophies, guy. Well, anyways, uh, this is us signing off. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And if you don't like our sign-off, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>